0: All right, we are back. This is Coach McVicker with Coach Mike Wynn, um, and we are doing the Peanut Smith Group. Okay, we are on the Smith Group. This consists of Lansing, Daytona, Bowling Green, and Reading. The uh, group's namesake, Ernesto Smith from Lansing Blue Collar. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about them. So Lansing graduates... The three, five class always so painful to lose a class ranked that high, uh, and bring in the 63, one-twenty. Okay. So obviously definitely don't replace fully, uh, the, the guys that they left, but they are still left with the three, three junior class and the 21 2 senior class. Um, coach, what are you seeing with the Lansing blue color?
1: So the first thing I see when I see this senior class leaving, and I know coach Sam Whalen will appreciate this because he's a Michigan state guy is you got your entire, uh, backcourt leaving. And that just reminds me of the 2000 Michigan state Spartans graduating team Cleaves, Morris Peterson, and AJ Granger, all at the same time. So <laughs> that is hard to replace when mm. you got three guys that are just your senior anchors, just running, running that whole offense. Yeah,
0: it, it's definitely difficult. That's the majority, large majority of their points. Um, They're really only left with Brennan Crenshaw, who's scoring above double digits. So taking a look at the guys that they bring in and the guys they have left on the bench. So my thought uh, is Jose Smith and Jack Connors of that three, three class might get a nod. For yep. this, um, Jose Smith was a fourteen point seven points on fifty five percent true shot from high school. Uh, Jack Connors sixteen point seven on fifty one percent true shot. So nothing really, um, nothing that I really like there. I rather honestly like Zachary Franklin a lot more than that. Franklin's thirteen point one points on fifty eight percent true shot to go along with eight assists, one point seven steals, and only two point five turnovers. Um, So he brings, he keeps, you know, Anthony Fletcher, which was a a lottery ticket, I believe, um, tie that he landed, correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, and then Crenshaw is obviously um, a really, really solid player. So bring, loses height, loses talent, brings in not so much height, but maybe some more consistent scoring. What do you think?
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, they lose 51% of their scoring from Mm -hmm. the last season. So that's what I'm looking at when I see Gene Clark coming in. I mean, that's the guy I'm looking at Mm -hmm. to step in and start scoring immediately. I know his true shot is only 54%, but I mean, when you're scoring 20 points, you know, at the prep level, um, you know, they obviously need guard play. uh, Mm -hmm. That, you know, that's something to look for. I I think it's easy to look at these three players uh, leaving. And think, oh, man, Lansing's in trouble. But um, that's three players on a team uh, that consistently has one of the toughest schedules in the nation. Mm-hmm. Over the last seven years, um, or since season 26, I should say, Lansing has had an average strength of schedule of 2.7. So they aren't playing cupcakes. <laughs> like, they are getting thrown in the ringer. These guys are battle-tested. Uh, so they know how to win games. Yeah. Um, only 15-9 and uh, in that conference. Uh, is, is, is nothing to be, uh, is nothing to bat an eye at. Yeah.
0: Um, something interesting also to talk about, uh, backup center Colton Moten scored in high school was scoring 18.5 points on almost 60% true shot. Now he's played backup. or on the bench, backup, small forward, back, power forward, back center for his career. So maybe he's just not as good as his high school stats Show. And trust me, I've had, I've had players like that, uh, that are good riddance to them. I'm glad they're not on my team anymore. They're super frustrating. You get them from high school and you're like, Oh my gosh, the stat line is solid. And then they're just, they just, it doesn't transition, right? It doesn't transfer to the, to the next level. Um, so super frustrating, but you're right. They, they're battle tested. I think that you throw Franklin at point guard, throw, Clark at shooting guard, see if it works. If not res- resort to maybe trying to find some of those backups and playing a shorter bench, right? So shorter backups and get Zayon Palmer, Jorge um, have some potential in there. I kind of like say uh, Zayvian Palmer uh, for that. It's not great. True shot, but he had great hands, had solid athleticism Maybe he's got some intelligence. So I think they've got. They're obviously going to have to do a lot of testing to see what can we do now that we've lost this. I mean, the majority of our starters. So we'll okay. see. It's a big question mark. A big question mark over Lansing on can they rebound with, um, you know, losing the three-five class and bringing in the sixty-three-one-twenty. So yeah. their overall right, that's overall is, a, is supposedly a solid team, right? None of them, none of those three guys that are coming in are, are awful. They might all be, you know, plus fours, maybe plus fives, Um, but can they step in and play a starting position with those types of attributes? I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. I,
1: I don't know. I'm, uh, Zach Franklin is an interesting player to me because uh, here's a guy, I mean, y- y- you got to think he may come in, uh, run run the offense from day one eight assists in high school this guy knows how to open up the floor mm-hmm. He dead eye from three-point range shooting almost four three-pointers a game in high school and draining 47 oh, this guy this guy does not miss all right well <laughs> so honestly like i could see him stepping into this team and just open just opening up the game a little bit for lansing and yeah. and it's kind of kind of making it more of a finesse game instead mm. of a dollar game, you know. Yeah. So I, I, like him.
0: Yeah. Uh, other side note is all their free three freshmen were part of winning teams, so we'll see if that can continue. Let's go ahead and look at the next. Oh, the next team, Daytona Demolition. They graduate the one fifty three, one forty one, and bring in the eight seventeen class, which honestly. I don't know why it's ranked so low. They bring in three guys, six foot, six foot seven and six foot eight, all with game scores in the twenties. They covered it all in the twenties. That's just, okay. As, let's take a look at this. Sergio Anderson. I honestly don't remember him too much, but I'm sure he was somewhere in the top ranked 18. 12.1 rebounds yeah. um, and shooting essentially 60% true shots. That's like an, automatic starter i uh, don't i don't know, I don't know. Wait, there's there's so much to talk about here cuz they're also returning all of their starters from last year yes which is that's the first thing i noticed it's crazy they were ranked 33 on the 11 strengths of schedule they return all their starters and bring in better players uh okay cool great what's your thoughts
1: i yeah i yeah I, i'm just it, it blows me away who sergio anderson is like i i think he I don't know what he's rated at, but I, I think he's the most intriguing player in that class. And I I just love him. I mean, <laughs> 60% percent true shot, 18 points per game, 12 rebounds. And what and then speaking on the this freshman class as a whole. I'm just blown away how balanced it is. Mm. I mean, you've got I mean you bring in a guard who's throwing six assists a game uh-huh. is still, you know they all average over a steal a game. Uh-huh. Um you got Sergio Anderson blocking uh two 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 a game so it, it it's just crazy. I agree with you. It seems it seems odd that it's ranked so low and they're bringing back all five starters. So I just don't see how they don't uh you know uh win a third straight conference 10 mm. title. Um, and and just reload and get right back into it and oh yeah and they they are a demolition crew
0: they they are i will say it now and i don't think this is even really that hard for me to say i don't think many people are going to disagree with me with this but these are title contenders title mm-hmm. for the peanut title for the NTT uh they're coming for us they are they're just coming to wreck everybody in their path um some things to to take note and. I'm just real brief looking over these stats last year. Surprisingly. Okay. So they have really solid scoring. They're scoring very efficiently. They're bringing down rebounds, not passing a ton. I mean, 18.5, I'm not mad about, um, but for the amount of scoring they're doing, Mm -hmm. I'm surprised by those numbers, Uh, but they only have 5.9 steals per game Harrison Garcia getting 1.9 of those, uh, and their opponents were scoring 45% from the field. Their overall 50.6% true shot uh, from their opponents. So it looks like if their opponents can start running and getting fast, um, they this team is like really efficient in every single category, except for maybe defense. Um, And that's, that's going to be a really interesting play. I'm not taking back my title contender statement Uh, as all we know that defense does win us championships, but I still, it's just, you can't not look at three 23 game or 20 game score players and not think they're going to make a huge impact in this team.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they are a slightly below average free throw shooting team that may, that may be something that, uh, causes them to struggle, right? If mm. they can't play defense and they're missing free throws that's a, that's a recipe for you know an early round exit in, yeah. in NTT, right? So you just hope that their efficiency uh, I mean you mentioned they only eighteen point five assists per game, um, but they don't really turn the ball over. I mean yeah. not under ten turnovers per game it's um, true yeah. so
0: one question that we're all wondering is who does he sit? Who yeah. who of these starters does he not play? Does I mean essentially here's my thought. Okay. Um, you best you basically just throw Sergio in at shooting guard, put Harrison Garcia down, and uh, that's about it. I mean, I wouldn't really touch it. You have Ethan Clark putting up 3.7 blocks a game. Um, maybe, maybe Griffin Griffith, Griffith cross gets benched for Sergio for Sergio. Uh, and I don't know if I want Carlos coming down. He is grooving at small forward position. He wasn't getting a ton of blocks in high school. So maybe throw Sergio at power forward, keep Carlos at, at small forward. I don't know. He has so many options. It makes yeah. me sick.
1: And, and hit all of his options revolve around the fact that Sergio is a four position player. Yeah. Like You can play him wherever you want. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy, picked up four offensive rebounds a game in high oh, school. Yeah. he's he's crashing the glass
0: yeah and and yeah and you also have Kyle Duggan you don't really want to take away Ethan Spoon and all of the assist game right. that he's bringing in uh and really solid shot but I mean Kyle is great assist better steals and more efficient I, I, don't, know. I don't know I
1: don't know I yeah I, I mean I could see I could foresee a scenario where um, Ethan Spoon's assists go down, but his mm. three-point shooting goes up, and mm. you see someone like Sergio coming in at the wing and and pick and, and eating mm. out some of that assist work, and you see a lot of uh, Anderson to Spoon, you know, corner three-pointers are are coming off of you know uh, coming off a screen. So yeah. I, I I could see that because Ethan Spoon 48 45 percent from uh, behind the three-point line. That is, I mean, that's, that's dangerous. That's really
0: impressive. So uh, we could obviously talk about demolition. I'd love to talk about demolition all day, but um, let's go ahead and move on to Bowling Green Bobcats. Uh, graduating the 91-125 class, bringing in the 181-182 class. So not really get, going a little down in their recruits here. They graduated one starter, a 6'7 center, Marcus Johnson, who... Other than passing and stealing, wasn't doing much. So he had some really solid hands and some solid steals. Uh, Other than that, not really losing much there. He does bring in one other tall guy, Aston Aston Smith. Doesn't look to be the level that Marcus Johnson was. Definitely not in the passing realm. Maybe, yeah. Um, So what do you see here? He's obviously got a lot of returning talent. You're really only losing Marcus. You're not really bringing in much. So what? What are we doing with the guys that we have left?
1: Well, the first thing I notice is that Coach Overmars is either sharing the same name of or is uh, the same person as one of my favorite soccer players and Arsenal and IX legend Mark Overmars. So, for soccer fans out there, uh, that's a little shout out. But. Um, I don't know. I I, I think I I kind of love this team. Uh kind yeah. of like a, in a sneaky way. Uh every year under under this coach, uh when he took over in season 25, Bowling Green, uh they've been a building project, but they've taken punches and every year they've improved their ranking mm. and the- so it, it this guy this guy can coach. He yeah. understands how to how, how to manage his lineup, how to set um, how to set his uh preferences for these players. Michael Eckert is a force like mm-hmm. he's a guy that like I would consider if I've got an excellent uh or a good defense shooting guard i'm I'm moving him to point guard that game, you know, just to slow him down a little bit like yeah. he's and this team is um, I mean they're they outscored opponents by eight points a game. Mm-hmm. But they, they are efficient and they they slaughter you on the offensive and defensive end yeah.
0: i i love the 9.2 last year they're getting 9.2 steals again like yeah. that's uh, i don't know where that lines up for the league but that's that's definitely up there um if not the top for steals so definitely a really solid defensive team in terms of those stats um i you're really gonna have to have to win this group, if we're talking specifically this group, you're really going to have to have Eugene Green step up. You're going to have to have Michael Eckhart step up. You're not. I'm not really seeing any help from their new players. You're definitely not bringing in Aiden Harrison for Eckhart. So Aiden Harrison might be a really solid uh, backup point guard, but that's all I really see him there. Um, he's got good good assists, good steals. Has a Little too many turnovers for my taste,
1: um, without any points. If you had a
0: ton of points, I wouldn't be mad about the turnovers.
1: But here's here's one thing about this team um, that I think, I mean, we look at the nine steals a game, and this mm-hmm. is where that stat comes from. But they um, they had nine point four field goals more than their opponents per game last season. Yeah, that I mean that is the the problem is they just weren't making shots. Forty four percent from the field. 36 yeah. from behind the three point line. They're bringing back 87% of their scoring. If they can just be a little bit more efficient mm-hmm. uh, offensively, the defense is there like it's, yeah. it's and it's coming back. Right. So, right.
0: yeah. Yeah. So either be more efficient or put up more shots. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really all we got to say there. All right. So let's look that's at reading. Just that's just the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Reading rainbow graduating the 4133 class bringing in the 151-150 class. So um, missing out on some talent there. They graduated Fabian Richards, really solid player, and Matthew McDonald, also a really solid player. That's the point guard and the small forward position. Uh, Those were some shorter players. They might not bring in the talent, but they do bring in some height with uh, one guy, Arlen Himes at 6'11", two other guys at six, seven. I know Dylan Gaines. Um, he was in my net. He could, he can put up a good game. He can, Mm -hmm. I saw him on the stars of the game a couple of times, uh, and with some solid numbers. So the, the, there's something in there for him, but, uh, I honestly really like Arlen Himes in terms of just pure blocks. He's got really efficient shooting and blocks, uh, does that take the spot for Caleb Floyd who was maybe just a better, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I'm slotting heart Himes in for Caleb, honestly, without any second thought. Oh yeah. Cause Caleb's even part of a worst class anyway. Yeah. Himes goes
1: in for, for Floyd. Um, what else are you seeing on this team? I'm a reading rainbow fan, but not because they're talented. I'm rooting oh. for them because they haven't had a winning season since season 20. So, oh. I just, I'm looking, I'm looking for some joy on campus, right? So losing McDaniel and Richards, they accounted, they alone accounted for 50% of their scoring from last Mm. year. So they're really going to need Ben to to step up. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned Himes. I also love him, but but they are going to need him to absorb a lot of scoring, a lot of production crank that up. over 500.
0: Yeah. Crank him up let him dish it, let him dunk. Hey, okay. Money bring back dunks. Just there's my one plug. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and take a look. Smith group overall. What are your thoughts? Who's making it to the playoffs?
1: Uh, yeah. Who's making the playoffs. So I've got a reading, unfortunately following the rear in this group, mm-hmm. uh, Lancy and I've got finishing third mm. uh, behind Bowling Green and then Daytona. I mean, it, it's hard to not pick Daytona to win the entire yeah. tournament, let alone this group.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be a bit biased on winning the whole tournament. I'm not, always going to be rooting for my boys, of course. You know I mean? of course, of course, of course. But yeah, I get, it, I get. It. Uh, yeah, Daytona's the the clear clear favorite for this team for this group. So I don't see. If okay, here's here's the the if scenario, the what if scenario that Daytona for some reason at least doesn't win the group. They, I'm saying they get in the playoffs either way via the cheese clause. Okay, so I say they get in either way, but Lansing has the one chance to get in if their three three class now juniors decide to wake up and play some basketball. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, and you know Crenshaw's like, it's my time this is my moment and just takes, takes control of the game. I, I think that, you know, they have a chance. They have plenty of returning talent in their juniors and juniors and they're, and they're mature, right? They've had more time to grow. They've had time to work on their skills. Will that be enough? I don't know. I'm just saying that's the what if scenario that I say Daytona doesn't win the group. That's the one chance. Otherwise Daytona all the way.
1: I know. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but my group MVP is Ethan Spoon and I don't see him having a bad game. Mm. So I I think if Ethan Spoon shows up and and you know has his Wheaties, uh I don't see <laughs> Daytona taking a loss here.
0: Yeah. Uh I'm yeah, I know. I'm just trying to, man. I, I and then you I even know. look at Sergio. Look at Sergio. Listen, yeah. I think Sergio yeah. comes in and, and plays. So obviously Good. players yeah. we're looking at Spoon, Sergio Anderson, uh We've got Anthony Fletcher, Brennan Crenshaw on Lansing, Bowling Green. I like Eugene Green. Maybe he, now that uh, they, uh, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Step up Eugene Green. Step up Eckhart for for Bowling Green. Um, for Arlen Himes has his one chance at defensive glory. I think that maybe if he he didn't have a ton of volume shooting in high school, If he can handle it, because he's going to need to, he may be a, a player to keep on the look as well. All right. So that's the group for Smith. We will be back with the next.